Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. America hating chick who's the star of the women's soccer team, uh, Bad Mouth in America. I don't like it. I want her uh, get, sent to Gitmo or, wow. or at least kicked off the team. Strong measures. Oh, we got these texts. USA national teams or any team representing our country are supposed to be a goodwill ambassador. They're not given $3,600 taxpayer funded per game to express subver- subversive political views. Yeah. Rapido needs to be venture dismissed. We also got this. Jack's anti-soccer bias makes your show unwatchable. I find that Hilarious on several several levels. <laughs> oh, that's some really sophisticated comedy or something. Uh, those of you who watch your radio dials, I just... Listening to Jackass Jack spew his ignorance regarding Women's World Cup in Rapinoe is sad. First, it's the semifinal, not the final. Yeah. Second, her White House remarks were made back in January. She has said nothing about Trump or her beliefs while in Paris. Finally, she stands during the anthem while wearing USA team gear. She just doesn't sing as do many other patriotic Americans. Idiot! Uh, we got with we got this. I'm getting a t-shirt today that says, Rapino England, yes. Go ahead. And enjoy <laughs> watching. <laughs> Hope it ships in time for it to be relevant. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and, check, and check the shipping cost. That's how they get you. Another text. It's the semifinal, not the final final. And, I, and, I, and I, once again, I apologize for not being up on the women's soccer. Um, and I agree about the one chick, but she's just one person in the whole team, and this is her shtick. She always does this. It pisses me off, particularly overseas, but the rest of the team stands, and I'm not going to fault them for 
uh, her stupidity. Can we nail down whether she stands or not? I think the not singing thing is my understanding of it. But While the others are singing the national anthem, she is conspicuously closed mouth. Okay, so closed mouth. So is there a single thing Mr. Armstrong said that can be verified? Can we nail that down? Great. Are they even having a soccer tournament in Europe? I'm pretty sure. We need to start there. I'm pretty sure it is the dull sport of soccer. I'm positive about that. So listen, perhaps you've heard of American football and the increasingly insufferable Colin Kaepernick. And I'm ashamed to be saying I'm wearing Nike gear right well, now because I've had enough of Nike. Before you move on to that, I wanted yes. to add on to the soccer thing. I was watching uh, Howard Kurtz's show on Sunday. He does the the Media Matters show on Fox, and he brought up the Rapinoe soccer thing, and he said, I just wish there was more balanced coverage on this. He said, I guarantee all the media hails her as some sort of um, hero for, for, for any interviews in which she says bad things about Trump or the United States or whatever like that. Right. And he said, I don't believe that most of the United States feels the same way. And the coverage is all one way. And I would agree. Mm-hmm. The cover- no, no, Have you seen any coverage outside of maybe some uh, opinion pieces on Fox? Have you seen any coverage that would stand up for, I'm guessing at least half the country is uncomfortable with her saying anything or doing anything anti-American? Overseas, yeah, I guess. Uh, although it's not clear to me what she's doing at this point. She's not singing the national she anthem. She burns the American flag and then uh, she right. kicks a uh, again, copy. I don't know what I'm talking about. Here. She said she wouldn't go to the White House. She, right? She said she, that in January, and then she said she stood by her comments except for the expletive because her mom would be upset. Right. Uh, but she also encouraged her teammates to make up their own decisions. Then she wads up a copy of the Constitution and oh, kicks boy. it through the goal. Oh boy, golasso! <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, Back to Nike. frigging Nike, I like their gear, but I just can't buy anymore. So, Nike puts out this 4th of July-themed uh, shoe. It is a, uh, let's see, I had a picture of it in front of me. I believe it is a uh, basketball-style shoe, cross-trainer, whatever, that has the, the 4th original. 4th of July is our Cinco de Mayo. Shut up. Um, it's got the the Betsy Ross flag with the thirteen stars in a circle on the back of the red, white, and blue shoes. It's charming. It's nice. But Colin Kaepernick said you shouldn't sell a shoe with a symbol that he and others consider offensive. Uh, and and so Nike has recalled the shoes, quietly yanked them from all the stores because they have the original American flag on there. Which uh, some users on social media uh, were uh, considered offensive because of its connection to an era of slavery. Well, everything to do with the revolution was an era with connections to slavery. So are you going to outlaw the 4th of July? You're going to outlaw parades and fireworks displays and and studying history? Are you going to outlaw the Constitution? You got to outlaw all the discussion, which and and the blood spilled before the slaves were freed, because that was part of the year of slavery. All the Union soldiers who paid live in person reparations. Well, how close did the shoes get to market? Or are they on market? Because I mean, they were in the stores. I would think because Fourth of July is in two days, right? And they quietly pulled all of them without uh, without notice. Because Colin friggin' Kaepernick, who, listen, I, I used to defend his right to dissent because it's a sacred right as Americans, and I, I thought he was wrong about virtually everything he said, but I didn't hate him for it. He's trying to be a good person. But 
Colin, your opinion on the shoe is moronic, full-on moronic. And Nike, you are politically correct cowards, and you can go to hell. You yank the Betsy Ross flag. Aren't you wearing Nikes Please. right now? I am. That's what I said. What? You can't be doing that. You got to burn them. Or... I know I got to burn them. I'll be burning them soon. They might just catch fire spontaneously in the studio because we have no air conditioning. Be a good radio stunt. You take your Nikes out in the parking lot and burn them. Call, yeah, like call a TV. comfortable. Call a TV camera over, and, uh, and then we could gather around, and it could make it look like there's a giant gathering of you, people chanting. Do you then send the burnt shoes back to Nike and get a refund? I'm unsure how this hurts Nike. <laughs> no, I put them in a bag with dog poo, and I leave it on the front porch of Nike headquarters and then ring the doorbell. No, I don't, you know, listen, I, 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 I don't get as worked up about some of this symbolic stuff as some y'alls, and I'll probably keep wearing these shoes because they're really comfortable, um, but I cannot believe the cowardice. I can't believe, I would think there would be millions of dollars invested when you've designed something and gotten it into stores already. I can't believe that they would uh, throw away that over one guy is unhappy with it. Well, listen, maybe a Nike uh, marketing exec would get on the phone and say, listen, dudes. Probably off the air because they're cowards, and you shouldn't buy Nike gear. Um, and say, hey, look, our uh, our uh, prime market will hear Colin Kaepernick, and they'll agree with him, even though it's factually ridiculous, and that'd cost us a lot of money. So we'll save money by yanking the shoe. So yeah, it'll cost us five, but save us ten. Yeah, but you don't walk the walk. You're still walking in Nike shoes. I will not watch women's soccer for the rest of my life. A drastic change from the previous years. Right, exactly. (laughs) Giving up what you so dearly love. Unbelievable. Colin Kaepernick needs to go away. Just shut up. I'm just surprised that they gave in on that. Okay, somebody texted, I wear Puma. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for that contribution. (laughs) Now, everybody, please, because everybody in the world wants to hear your opinion. Go ahead and uh, share. Oh, that, oh! By that the way, I'm sorry. Chick for the U.S. soccer team wearing Nikes, right, probably. Yes, probably wearing Nikes. Probably so. Yeah, she hates hates America. Uh, did you hear the governor of uh, of Arizona, Governor Ducey, has pulled incentives for a big new Nike facility uh, in Arizona? I have this story around here somewhere, but oh, there it is. Um, I think. But yeah, he said, "All right, if you're going to do that, screw you. We don't want you. Go away. No, no tax incentives for you, you losers. Really." Yeah, I was. Well, the heck are is we going to be able to run our country like this if everybody's uh, making all these decisions around these sorts of things? No, honestly, no. It's, it's, it's very no tiring. way to live. Yeah, and especially because so much of it's just kind of dumb and symbolic. Um. Yeah, I can't find that story. Where the heck did I see that? Well, we'll get that for you. We'll get that next segment. I'll let you know what uh, the governor's doing. But he's not pleased, and he's right. He's right not to be pleased. It's unbelievable. Self-hatred or self-hatred of your country has become so fashionable and you feel so smart when you're doing it, but you're not smart at all. You are you are so beautiful an illustration of knowing just enough to be dangerous. Oh, America's had sins in its past, so hate in America's cool. Yeah, point to the country without sins in its past. With, with screw-ups and violations of human rights and, and eras it's ashamed of. Every single country, every single people on earth have those things. You work hard and you try to make it better. You don't deny the founding of this country. Listen, the country was founded on principles that we're still busting our ass to achieve. And the fact that we haven't gotten there 100% yet, okay, bad on us, but we're trying. The idea that then you reject the founding of the country and the Betsy Ross flat uh, flag... That's just moronic. 
So absolutely they, so stupid. They actually, actually aren't going to sell those shoes because they would sell a lot of those shoes to people who want to make the other point if they wanted to play that game. Yeah, yeah. If they wanted to get into the I'm on this side or that side, they'd sell a lot of those shoes to the other side. Well, keep it in mind as you make your uh, sports gear buying decisions. Many fine brands, many. Puma, it's a fine jungle cat. Adidas, that's the Germans. That's a soccer shoe, though. Perhaps you prefer the Germans. All day I dream about soccer, Adidas, I don't know. I just want to make make sure everybody knows. I don't think that's what it stands for. Again, again, it's not named after the founder of the company. Under Armour Converse, who knows what their political stances are? We don't even know. But I'd look into it before I buy my shoe. And they got to be out and proud about it. Nike, you cowards, I hate you. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Next hour, we're going to get big into what happened in uh, Portland over the weekend, in which you had a uh, conservative journalist, if you want, need feel the need to put a label on him, I guess. But anyway, he was beaten down by Antifa. I mean, physically beaten, like just beaten in the street. The cops not doing anything about it. I believe quite literally hospitalized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hospitalized. Bleeding on the brain. Serious stuff. And... um. And they do it with impunity we all across the West Coast. Our first example of it. town near you. Our first example of it was San Jose when it happened at a Trump rally. When people got people that were going to the Trump rally got beaten in the streets, and the and the cops in San Jose didn't do anything to stop it. We thought, holy crap, when did this become okay? And it's just grown from there, and it's going to continue to grow until somebody finally says, hey, that's not okay, even if it's conservatives, hey, or and, Trump likers or whatever. And you people who are so. <clears throat> Stupid, you can't noodle through how this becomes ugly and unmanageable quickly because you hate Trump so much. The beating victims also included people who were just out for a walk that evening and weren't even going to the rally. Yeah. So, I hate to bring that up because you shouldn't be able to beat well, somebody. I know. I hate to have anyway. to point it out, but people are so blinded by their ideology that, you know, you almost have to. So, uh, as promised, uh, the. Uh, the follow-up to the Nike story, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey announced that he will ask the state's Chamber of Commerce to pull financial incentives for Nike after the company decided not to release a Betsy Ross flag sneaker. Slam the move. Um, and uh, said the company was bowing, quote, to the current onslaught of political correctness and historical revisionism. Uh, Nike had planned a major investment, that's in quotes, in Goodyear, Arizona. Brought to you by Goodyear. Uh, he said he was ordered uh, to withdraw financial incentives. Okay, it's as simple as that. Then it repeats itself uh, several times. And then he says something very nice and patriotic. Um, uh, let's see. Instead of celebrating American history, the week of our nation's independence, Nike has apparently decided that Betsy Ross is unworthy and has bowed to the current onslaught of political correctness and historical revisionism. Nike has made its decision. Now we're making ours. I've ordered the Arizona Commerce Authority to withdraw all financial incentive dollars under their discretion that the state was providing uh, for the company to locate here. Adding that Arizona's economy is doing just fine without Nike, the America haters. Or just the cowards. So much of it's just cowardice. Because people are so stirred up and so 
they want so badly to do damage that uh, Nike just figures, what the, what's the point? What's the Forget it. We'll just put out nice, uh, brightly colored running shoes and, and never mind America. Well, that fits in with, I mean, all of that, all this stuff fits together. It fits in with the beat down in Portland. And again, we're talking to some uh, people involved in that coming up next hour. But just the idea that the other side is evil. And so you can't even, you can't even tut, rub up against it. Right. Like if you rub up against the American flag, then you're on the other side. So um, we can't even have that happen. And well, the easy dividing line is, are those people with bad ideas or are those bad people who deserve to be hurt? And any time you hear that second uh, opinion expressed, be you right or left or wherever, uh, you need to stand up against it. Well, I don't know if you guys talked about this yesterday, the, um, uh, the, 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 the growing idea of at a restaurant you don't serve people that have any Trump gear on. Yeah, it's that that's something. No, it didn't come up yesterday. But. Um, uh, and so I saw a political pundit say this. I wish I could remember which one, but I thought this was the most interesting thing I've heard about the presidential race um, at all. And it's clearly true. I think his percentages are a little high, but I think it's absolutely right. Uh, talking about how, um, you know, on the stage the other night going for we'll open up the borders and give health care to illegals. And then the other side's got their things and. We all, we all, uh, everybody tries to signal that they're 100% on their side by overstating their positions, I think, right, um, is what's going on. And what we're going to have is we're going to have two 40% parties because neither one of these sides would get, be able to get to 50% with these ideas. Mm-hmm. What we're going to have for this presidential election is two 40% parties talking past each other. I think that's exactly what's going to happen, although I just think the percentages are a little high. I think it's more like a third. You're going to have two 33% parties talking past each other. And that's pretty interesting. That's not what the goal has been in the past. You try to get to 50%. You're right. trying to get you know a majority of people. I don't think anybody's trying to do that anymore. And then you sway that uh, the unwashed uh, you know, 20 to 40% in the middle. I don't know if you're trying to sway them at all or just get turnout for your side. Right. Turnout for your third. Right. So which you could win with. If you turn them out better than the other guys. Yeah. And the unwashed masses that we discussed, and as far as I know, their hygiene habits are perfectly adequate. Uh, <laughs> they just don't show up and don't care, so they're non-factors. Which you can see. they're so turned off. You could see that happening, where you'd think, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Hey, there's a giant um, CNN somebody or other poll, Harris, or I can't remember. Who cares? It's one of your big polls. Um uh, with uh, opinion ratings on all the candidates, and, and old Uncle Joe is dropping. Uh, that's the headline, I guess, and Kamala Harris is on the rise. But they also asked them about, um, do you think the government should provide national health insurance? Should they eliminate private insurance? How do you care? What do you think about health care for illegals paid by the taxpayers? Uh, those numbers are uh, revealing, and some of them will shock you. Actually, I was a little shocked. I expected it to be 80-20 against um, government health insurance uh, for illegals, but it's actually only uh, 60-40 against, roughly. I'd like to hear how the question is asked. I would be delighted to give you the opinion and recite the okay. methodology. Fantastic. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Uh, Ted Cruz calling for a federal investigation of Portland, Oregon's mayor. You got President Trump's big plans for the fourth and Taylor Swift dramas tearing the pop world apart. Oh, the pop world. Who will mend it? <laughs> yes.
Armstrong and Getty. Ladies and germs, we'd like to please welcome to the stage our newsman, Marshall Phillips. Marshall. And a good morning, good afternoon, good day. Senator Ted Cruz is demanding Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler be investigated by federal law enforcement officials following his handling of the protests in his city this weekend that saw a conservative writer attacked by members of Antifa. The comments from the Texas Republican coming as a video is circulating on the Internet showing editor Andy No being pelted with eggs, milkshakes, and other objects on Saturday. No one ahead had posted a video after being attacked showing the effects of his beating. I just got beat up by the crowd. No police at all. Um, in the middle of the street, and they stole my GoPro, and he punched me several times in my face, and my head, I'm bleeding. After the attack was reported, Cruz was tweeting at least three people uh, should be arrested to several, excuse me, he was tweeting to federal law enforcement, investigate and bring legal action against a mayor who has, for political reasons, ordered his police officers to let citizens be attacked by domestic terrorists. Those who facilitated or turned a blind eye to domestic terrorists, e.g. the mayor, should be held fully accountable by DOJ, by civil litigators, and by criminal prosecutors, and by the media. So it would appear that the the milkshaking of people, which is an effort to make them look ridiculous by pouring milkshakes on them, um, is, uh, you know, if somebody does that to me, I'm going to punch your teeth down your throat, but it's like pieing or whatever. People are generally okay. But the word a waste is the, of a really good milkshake is a guy who loves a milkshake. Well, there's that, too. Uh, but the word is they're mixing the milkshake with quick-drying cement, which causes chemical burns. And so now they're throwing caustic chemicals in people's faces. Well, and, and isn't there just the danger of it dries fast and you got a chunk of cement in your hand? Well, yeah. I mean, potentially, I suppose. Don't Plus, really it's get... very, very heavy. And they stand point-blank and fire it against the side of your head. China's foreign ministry has condemned the occupation and vandalization of Hong Kong's legislature by pro-democracy protesters as serious illegal acts that trample on the rule of law and endanger social order. Yet several hundred demonstrators that broke through glass and steel barriers to enter the building yesterday. A foreign ministry spokesman is saying the central government strongly supports Hong Kong's government and its police force in dealing with the incident. So Beijing is making noises about shaping up or else. So you think they're going to slow play it? Just let this controversy die and figure out another angle to get to the same place? Or do you think they're going to go with the enormous show of force and or authority in the near term? I don't know how they felt about the uh, all the... Um the videos that came out that the New York Times posted this weekend. I don't know if that played a role either direction and uh, really outed. Did you watch any of those? Videos of what? Oh, well, so the New York Times had their front page story on Sunday was they got access to all this uh, video information about how they handled the protesters whenever that was a week or two ago Mm -hmm. and uh, various beatdowns and attacks and everything like that. And you watch the videos and it's Exactly what you expected to have happen, but sure, somebody is just standing out there doing nothing, and the police run out and beat them down with sticks. Beat them really good, too. Mm. It's like what was going on in Portland. Yeah. Um, so now that the cat's out of the bag, 
Again, I'm not surprised that's what was happening anyway. But no, I don't think anybody really was. But now but. that the video evidence is out there that they were that, what the, that's what they were doing, I wonder if that played any role. It's like, well, people know we're doing this anyway. <laughs> what difference does it make? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know if anybody would be surprised by those videos you're talking about. But I like the uh, all the people storming essentially their Congress, their government right. building in their big chamber there, and they're going through it and ripping up papers and right. vandalizing and spray painting and the rest of it in the halls of government. That's unhappy people. Um, but the, the Chinese don't have a good, solid record of turning the other cheek when that sort of no, thing happens. It's hard to imagine that this, this isn't going to end the way everybody thought it was going to end. A federal judge says that evidence about alleged extramarital affairs can be used in the criminal trial of San Diego Congressman Duncan Hunter. Monday's ruling involves a case where the Republican representative is accused of using campaign money to pay for a series of affairs. Hunter's facing 60 charges. He's scheduled to go on trial in September. His wife has already pleaded guilty. Hunter says he is innocent. She is possibly going to testify against him. So are we just all excited about the sexy aspect of this, which is good gossip and everything like that? I mean, because he was ripping off the taxpayer in all kinds of different ways. Oh, yeah. For years and years and years. It's an extra helping of uh, scandaly goodness. But so I'm looking at the seven deadly sins and old Duncan Hunter is uh, he's absolutely guilty, guilty of lust. Now, it would seem his old lady testifying against him (laughs) is a related story. Trust me. Gluttony, clearly, because he used campaign uh, financing for food. Uh, greed goes without saying. Sloth, I don't know. He seemed to be working really hard at being corrupt. <laughs> so I'm not sure he's guilty about that one. Wrath, he's probably really unhappy about being charged. He's saying that it's just the, the right. uh, media attack, it's liberal attacks. So that's some good wrath. Envy, people frequently steal because they want to keep up with the Joneses. Clearly, he was guilty of envy and pride, please. Reams of it, you know, tons of it. So, six of seven, Dunker, Duncan, not bad. President Trump's Jan, uh, July 4th celebration in Washington, D.C. is going to include a small number of tanks and armored vehicles, which Trump had wanted, but because they damage roads and bridges, they're not going to be moving in a parade, but they'll be displayed by the National Mall. Got to be pretty careful with the tanks because the roads have a tendency not to like to carry heavy tanks, so we have to put them in certain areas. But we have the brand new Sherman tanks, so we have the brand new uh, Abram tanks. And we have some incredible equipment, military equipment on display. God, my kids would love that. Oh, yeah. If we got to go see that. Modern tanks, yeah. Here's, uh, I maybe would love this that. Is, I'd like to see a modern tank yeah. up close. You know, it occurs to me, this could be a, a new method of warfare. You quote-unquote roll your tanks in, as they say. And then you just roll them out again. Say, we ruined all your roads. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> now let's get back to the negotiating table. <laughs> If they don't comply, you, then you do their interstate highways and ruin those. <laughs> Fill them with potholes. You mess with us, we'll slowly crumble your infrastructure. Exactly, until they become so annoyed, they're finally, all right, already, all right. And you don't have to kill anybody. Place all your street lights with black lights. Yeah, or whatever. Drama is tearing the pop music world apart. People picking sides between Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber. It all happened after Taylor Swift spoke out over the weekend about her master recordings, her life's work being sold to Scooter Braun, the guy who discovered and then managed Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, and more. Swift does not like Braun calling him a manipulative bully, at which point Justin Bieber stood up for the guy who made him a star, blasting Taylor Swift 
on social media for blasting Scooter Braun on social media. All right, fine. It's actually a story about young musical artists signing contracts that are incredibly exploitive and unfair, and their life's work gets owned by somebody else if they choose to snatch it away. It's really quite disgusting. You can't, you know, it's just, well... It's the music business. Back Exploitive in the, and sinful as ever. Back in the day when you signed the standard contract, you usually signed away your publishing rights. That was the way it went. That is the way And it your master recordings and everything yep. else. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. But now, even if you can get a good contract, I mean, Taylor Swift aside, she's in that tiny group of people where it's a little bit different. But for right. most people... You might have the rights to all your stuff, but you're not going to make any money off of it anyway. People yep. listen to it millions of times, and you'll make $10. So right. It's just the way it works. Right. Oh, well, it was a brief blip of time when you can get rich being a musician. Uh-huh. Or so it would seem. Now there are the chosen few who regurgitate pre-packaged uh, pop music and what? dance around and shake their little butts. I was listening to some philosophical conversation about this the other day um, in terms of art. Uh, f- for like a painting... It's all about having the original or seeing the original. Mm -hmm. You can get a perfect copy of the Mona Lisa, exactly the same. And nobody, you couldn't get anybody to pay to see it. It's worth $39. Yeah. Why? Because it's exactly the same thing. Yes. Whereas for other art, it's not necessarily that way. Certain extent with music. um, Yeah, but but barely. The song becomes a hit, but a cover band will play it, and you'll pay to see a cover band play it and and really enjoy it. Well, and really, really enjoy it. But no, nobody would look at a copy of the Mona Lisa. Oh my God, look at that! Nobody would ever say that. It's a meh. Who cares? And then with writing, you can reproduce it a gazillion times in all kinds of different fonts and sizes and whatever, and it's every bit as good as the original. Yeah, to you as as a piece of art. Yeah, I think if they had like the original masters of certain. Great albums and great songs available, those would be very, very expensive. But you can reproduce them effortlessly and nobody minds. But for visual art, it's all about just the, and it's in our own mind, the excitement of the fact that that's the original. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm not a big, like, art guy. I don't buy art or anything like that. The fact that the. I thought you guy... buy some art from a door to door salesman once. <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's right. A door to art salesman. Can we define an nice art, art in this scenario? Uh, yep. yeah, was, Sean's uh, mom's an artist. So pictures that in a frame. Okay. Um, but the uh, what was I saying? I don't remember now. Oh, well. You're not a big art Nobody guy. cares. Yeah. Oh, no. The fact that the guy stood right there with his brush against that canvas mm-hmm. is kind of cool. <laughs> I'm not Maybe paying 34 million bucks for it. Maybe you're the wrong person to ask. Oh, I'm just like I'm the wrong that. person to ask about women's soccer. Yes, clearly. <laughs> not really my thing. Did you guys talk about personhood in Alabama and how that's a big uh, no, story we didn't right now? Get into that. That's a good one. It's pretty serious. Yeah, you, have a, you have that tone with every story that anybody mentions today. Well, no, that one's no, that one's uh, that one's thorny. <laughs> Very thorny. You're, uh, you want to talk about it? When a man is tired of London, he's tired of life. Yeah, well, go to hell, London. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. We can do a bunch of other things. Maybe something that'll bring Joe joy on no, the way. There isn't such a thing. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Pepsi is banking on the fact that you will buy water in a can. They're going to start making bottled water. 
canned water. With the idea yeah. that uh, cans are much better for the environment than bottles. They seem to be, yeah. We buy a little canned fizzy water in my house. I don't like my water fizzy. I like it the way God intended it. Um, but I, don't, why, I wonder why we ever got started on bottles in the first place. I don't know. It's terrible cheap. for the environment. It's cheap, I guess. Cheap. Yeah, the plastic's terrible. I just uh, exhausted my supply of my favorite uh, shampoo. And it's this big old plastic jug with a pump on the top. And because I'm very frugal, after the pump wouldn't work anymore, I spent like a week just painstakingly pouring it out into my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, takes a very long time. Do you but, have a full shampoo rankings list or just a favorite? Um, I, Anything uh, after the first place, second, what do they say? Second place is the first loser. All right. So uh, anyway, but yeah, I was looking at that big old jug and it's fairly heavy duty plastic. And I thought, you know, uh, 5,000 years from now, somebody's going to come across this and say, wow, Joe really liked this shampoo. <laughs> because it's not going away. No. And it's it's ridiculous. No way for a, a species to act. Anyway, uh, moving along, uh, they did a big old poll, CNN and SSRS Research, uh, co-sponsored by somebody else. Who cares? Um, do you think the government should provide a national health insurance program for all Americans, even if this would require higher taxes? Uh, the most recent numbers, 56% said yes, 40% said no. So that's a coming. I don't think people know what that means. Um, interestingly enough, they actually ask that very question. How perceptive. Do you know what boy? this means? Yeah. And people say, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, let's see. Should you provide Call national- it government health care instead of national whatever you just said? See what the, the changes. Right, right, yeah. DMV healthcare. Uh, do you think the government should provide a national health insurance program for all Americans? Um, uh, do you think that uh, should or should not completely replace private health insurance? Thirty-seven percent said should completely replace private health insurance, which is a bizarre notion among a free people. I don't believe people know what they're talking about. I don't I, either. I, I know that's a, a, a kind of a truism. No, it's just it's not a, a great argument technique to look at a poll and say, well, those people don't know what they're talking about. If they show up and vote, it matters. If the, if you vote based on ignorance, it's still a vote. Well, I would hope that when you were going to vote the other side of that argument, you at least heard some of what they have to say. Right. And uh, and, and, and would point out some of the flaws with what's going on there. there whoever asked this asked it in the most gentle possible way to call it universal what, what are you calling it here? What did they uh, say? A national health insurance program for all Americans. A national, a national health that, insurance policy for all Americans sounds very, very nice. Yeah. yeah. Compared to government-run health care. But should completely replace private health insurance? 37% said yes. I think they understand they're talking about government health care. Um, I don't know. People are pretty damn stupid. Well, we're back to that theme. And I agree. Do you think health insurance coverage provided by the government should or should not be available to undocumented immigrants living in the U.S.? Yes, should be available, 38%. No, 59%. So it's roughly a 60-40? Yeah, it's about a 60-40, and you know which way those numbers are moving, at least for now. That's just crazy. So open borders and government health care for anybody who can just stroll across. That's a hell of a platform. How well do you feel you understand what candidates for president mean when they use the phrase Medicare for all? 
the number of uh, people who say very well or somewhat well is 74%. About three quarters claim, yeah, I got a pretty good idea what they're talking about. And about a quarter says, no, I have no idea. That's uh, very honest of them. Uh, how enthusiastic are you about voting uh, for president in 2020? I'm not going to even give you the number for total respondents. Registered voters is even imperfect. It's got to be likely voters. But um, among registered voters, uh, if you combine extremely and very enthusiastic, that is 70%. 70%. That portends great turnout, Jack. Do you think that'll happen? Well, it never has. Yeah. I mean, these are different times, so all conventional wisdom is getting blown up. Boy, listen to this. But it never has. Listen to this. 70%. Particularly among the young. That's 70%. Back in October of 03, the number was about 53%. That's not quite that, but only 19% were extremely enthusiastic. Um, and that number's just been mostly rising, 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 as we've made the president a king, essentially. Uh, let's see, how about Democrats? Oh, that's Democrat numbers about Joe Biden. And, Jack, you always point out that we don't have uh, national primaries. It's state by state, so those are the most relevant polls, and that's absolutely correct. But the fact that in the national polls, Joe Biden has dropped 17 points since late April, that matters. Sure. It's an imperfect indicator, but it's an indicator. Uh, let's see. Okay, When's Kamala get her time in the barrel? Um, as uh, Heilman and who's the guy who had the college girl sit on his lap and got run out of the... They wrote the Game Change book. Harl Hurleman and Heilman. Yeah. What was this? Anyway, they used to talk about on their show, their cable news show, that everybody gets their time in the barrel, no matter who you are, where everybody's shooting at you from all sides. Biden's that person right now. Um, Where everybody's shooting at you from all sides and everybody's digging into everything you've ever done and ever said. And Kamala Harris is going to get her time and we'll see how she weathers it. Right. Right. I'm trying to decide when to dump my Kamala Harris stock in my website that I'm now heavily invested in predicting political futures. Right after her inauguration speech. Oh, oh no. Actually, I'm told the uh, origin of that time in the barrel is quite an obscene story. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's terribly obscene. But it's become a common expression, so who cares? I thought it was like the fish in the barrel thing. but I thought it was a... For some reason, I thought it was like a clown thing. I don't know why. A I got clown? That. You thought it was fish? You thought it was clowns? <laughs> Unbelievable. Maybe we'll all get together and compare notes after and decide mm. what it really means. Um, do, 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 but I mentioned do. earlier that we went through an election in 2012 where you had like five different people who went to the top of the polls. Santorum, Michelle Bachman, Herm Cain, um, Newt Gingrich. And every time they got to the top, all of a sudden they were in the barrel and it's, Newt Gingrich's affairs and Herm Cain's uh, touching girls. And, I mean, everybody, stuff comes out of the woodwork and often brings them down. In that yeah. case, it brought everybody down, and you were back to Mitt Romney. Kamala Harris is going to get her time, and I don't know what she's got in her past that hasn't been looked at, but it will happen. So the number of people uh, who are Democrat or Democrat-leaning independents who did not watch any of the first two debates was 57%. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, the net. Uh, I watched all or most, or um, I watched all or most of one is forty two percent. There are eight or nine more debates. Is that what, is that what I read? That's no, a that lot. can't be right. Stop making that stuff up. That is a up. lot. That's horrifying. how's that even possible? I won't watch it. I won't want it. You can't make me. 
<laughs> cannot make me. Yeah, and and we got a while until we get get them ramped back up again. But then there's going to be like a debate a week for a long time. Who do you think is going to run on the Republican side? Oh, Trump. That's right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Those will be good times when okay. we got a debate every week, won't it? Oh, oh boy. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. 